everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Twilight, Twilight face. <laughs> Maya always dances around like a squid when we do that part. <laughs> I wish you could this see This time it. I made the mistake of closing my eyes, so I really was not syncing <laughs> yeah, with I was, you guys. I was looking at a text message and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, hi everyone. But we're here. Hello. Hi. Uh, well, I'm very excited that the three of us, this very weekend, are going to the Renaissance Oh, Fair. yeah! I Renaissance! I'm so excited. We're going to have so much fun. Olivia, yeah. do you want to tell them about your amazing tiara you made? Yes, I do. So, <laughs> last week, I don't know, we, like, talked about dressing up, and then we talked about it again, and we were like, we're too tired and busy, and let's not do anything very big. And then one night... Oh, but we did talk about like each being a season, a season of the year. Right. <laughs> so that burrowed its way into my brain. And then one night, I just, I don't remember how, I came up with the idea of using all the shells that I have in my house to make a shell tiara. And I made one and it's fucking cool. It's, it's fucking cool. It's so great. And then I offered to make some for each of us, which I did, which I have not mentioned to you. They're all you done. Already you made did that? it? I went to Michael's. Ah. I bought the stuff. I like them so much that I want to keep them <laughs> myself. I after mean, you wear you them. You have that right. <laughs> that is acceptable. Can you show them to yeah. us? Yeah, should I go get them right now? Yeah. Yeah. Just tell us that you made these already and not show us. Oh, I'm so excited. Wow. I'm pumped. Oh my god. She's too powerful. I'm so excited. Okay, are you ready? Yes. I'm so I mean, no, but yeah. Who should I show? Okay, listeners. Create in your mind your guess of who is which season. I know that me being summer is a real curveball. It surprised me also, but I went I went with how I felt. It's because um, if you weren't summer, I would be summer. So it's like... What's wrong with that? Okay, I'm going to show you no, spring. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to show you spring first, which is Maya. <gasps> it's beautiful. Okay, listeners. Um, so there's a headband with like... You know those vines that TikTokers put on their walls? Yeah. That, like, coming out of it. And, like, a delightful little orange creamsicle bloom <laughs> bursting joyfully from the headband. It's and there's, there's beads in there, too. There's a little beaded white and green um, ornament near the front also. Okay, that's spring. It's beautiful. And then Melissa requested fall. I did. Wow! Oh my god! Wow! The acorn! Which is what? also set on a headband because it's the only way I can figure out how to do it. And I got fall leaves. Uh, and at the front, I put an acorn. Oh my god. Which is beaded into like these orange oh and god. gold beads which is also sort of you know around the beads. we have to Everybody put these on the instagram it. oh my god melissa's gonna cry she's <laughs> wiping away tears okay I and then it. and then scott got what was left because that's how it goes when you're the boyfriend but he uh, loves winter i mean winter oh, was does? my second choice winter yeah, i thought melissa one. was gonna pick winter yeah everyone um, thinks i'm gonna pick winter but you know what 
my features, like my brown hair, really will lend itself well more to fall than fall so. sh- palettes. Sure. I thought. Okay, as it. a reminder, here's my summer one, which, which is has just a, so fucking a good. big scallop it's... shell in the front, and then some shell beads and some pearly like, beads. How do you do that? It's I don't architectural. Know. This one yeah. is on the nicest headband because this is the headband <laughs> I already had, which is of metal, course. which I think <laughs> is part of why it looks so nice. Um. Okay, and then this is winter, which I didn't make, like, super masculine or anything. I fucking love it. It's so Elsa. (laughs) It's very Elsa. Okay, so it's beaded, like, white beads in the shape of a snowflake, like a hexagonal. It's just a hexagon, but it's like a snowflakey hexagon on the front. And then I got these, like, shimmery Elsa clear but bluish snow globey white things going around. And his hair is really long right now because he didn't have a haircut through the it's pandemic. So, um, so like he's gonna, he's gonna look have like little Elsa vibes. Princess. Oh my god, he is. <laughs> Scott is very blonde, listener. He's so blonde. like this is just great. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, well now I, have, and now I have to really so think about what I'm wearing. I know. Get your outfits ready. Yeah, okay. the dress I was thinking does not work, so I will pick something else. Ah. Do you want to take a picture so Scott can see his? Oh my god, that's genius. I mean, I could take a real picture, but instead she's <laughs> going to take a funny, picture yeah. of a... <laughs> picture. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Love it. So that's what we're up to. Oh, I'm yeah, so Yeah, we're having a great now. time. I can't wait to eat a turkey leg. Oh my god, Melissa. <laughs> so my mom listens to our podcast she texted Does she me eat the bones? yesterday, <gasps> I hope that Melissa gets a turkey leg at the Ren Fair so that you can see if she eats the bones. Okay, to be fair, turkey leg bone is and very said, large and difficult to eat. Yeah, I said I hope it's too large <laughs> to eat a turkey leg bone. Maybe I'll try for you guys. But... Please, don't do it for me. <laughs> try Try for yourself, but I will watch. Okay, okay. Man, I fucking my, for love the record, turkey legs. They're for so the record, good. my mom is also confused. Whatever. I can't wait to see. I, I tried to get Melissa to eat chicken wings last weekend, but she didn't. Try to get me to eat chicken wings last weekend. Oh, at the bar. Yeah, it's gonna be like a trick. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think about it. I literally just wanted chicken wings. That's a joke, but it didn't not occur to me. It did, it did not even occur to me that that would you. be a motivation to getting chicken wings. But now no. you're never going to believe me when I want chicken wings. Sometimes I just want chicken wings. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're the one who just suggested that it was for all interior motives. All right. Let's get, let's get do we have Do we have any listener letters? We do. <laughs> okay, so here's one from our pal. CJ. Um, We actually have two from CJ because we had one carryover and then we have a new one. So I'm feeling very hyped. Um, CJ says, we know the shapeshifters can mate in their human form with another human to produce a human that can inherit the genes to turn into a horse-sized wolf capable of fighting vampires. Mm -hmm. But could they, in their wolf form, mate with a normal wolf to produce a wolf that could turn into a horse-sized human capable of fighting vampires? I love this question. Um, I mean, these are the right questions. I just got a flashback to a book series I read too young to be reading them. (laughs) Called The Apprentice Adept. 
I forget what the author's that. name is. Uh, where there are shapeshifter characters. I feel like normally they can only shape shift into one animal, but like these special ones can shift into two animals and they want to have a baby and so they specifically have sex in each of their three forms Ooh. together so that they can oh get pregnant. Boy. That was real buried deep in my brain, guys. <laughs> like in one session or like I don't remember time. how quickly it has to happen. I don't think it happens that quickly. Like I think there's like barriers to this happening. You know what I mean? And I want to say oh, it's I like a know. horse and a hummingbird. Ow. Let's Google oh. it to see how right I am. No. <laughs> not, not like, like you, they both have to be a hummingbird and then they both have to be a horse is what I meant. I Piers Anthony. Saw... I was correct. It's called The Apprentice Adept and it's by Piers Anthony. Piers, you're messed up. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, CJ goes on, imagine being a Cullen and you're out hunting wolves and they just turn into naked giants and start beating you up. <laughs> of course I want to imagine that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Surely these are the oh, they're unicorns. That we should be oh, I knew they were unicorns. Of course they were unicorns. Unicorns. I found this book. I remember how I started reading these books. I looked in the library for some unicorn title. Of course. That wasn't there. And then like the next one down was this different unicorn title. Wow. So I was like, okay, I'll check that out. Really and it was a Piers Anthony book for adults. A librarian about that one. But then I read them. <laughs> wow. But I love that you had a very similar experience to my own of looking for a specific unicorn book and um, going for the next best unicorn book. Luckily, mine was a children's book. (laughs) Um. What did you read instead? Um, I don't. I think it was maybe I was looking for Bruce Coville's next Into the Land of the Unicorns book, and I instead picked up Tamora Pierce's like animally series i don't remember what it's called wild something um it didn't have a unicorn but it had a horse on the cover so like same difference yep yep close enough queen of fantasy exactly tamar pierce we have an email from our wonderful pal eric hi eric subject line pill vampires what pill vampires like pill like like a pill uh-huh um Look, no, no, look, this is an amazing email. No introduction, no sign off. <laughs> Just diving cur- right into it after an incredibly intriguing subject line. I loved it. Look, Ryan Murphy has done some horrid things. Dropping, like dropping fat. Ryan Murphy? But you must know about the vampires in this new season of American Horror Story. Mm. I will not be spoiling it at this time. Thank you. Five I, episodes on Hulu as no, of today. Which I don't I know. Spoil for me because I'm not gonna watch that show. It's too scary. I know it's too scary. It's too yeah, scary. it's also too scary for me. So listeners, <laughs> none if you of us have right it. <laughs> I saw an episode or two because my my mom and my sister are guess what super into horror films and it just really reinforces Ooh. how unlikely it is that we're related. But um, they watched that show obsessively. And I watched, like, you know, an episode, and I had nightmares. Guess what? So I will not be watching this show. I would really appreciate it, Eric, if you did spoil it for me and just told yeah, me everything. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Eric or it. any other listener, I would love to get multiple listeners' take on whatever <laughs> the vampires are. Um, I 
have started completely rewatching Vampire Diaries. Wow, that's um, a commitment. Listeners, my cat died, and Aww. in my avoidance of of said grief, Aww. I was like, I'm gonna just start binging Vampire Diaries. Um, and I forgot so much about it but i will still stand by my statement that stefan is endgame because damon is a sociopath Mm -hmm, and i will mm -hmm, not subscribe mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. the narrative that just because you love your sociopath means that they're suddenly a better person like that's not how life works people so no i will not be supporting the damon as a love interest thank you um but they had some interesting dialogue in this first season about vampire like biology Mm. and that in vampire diaries um, if they have regular consumption of human blood, their bodies function as, like, regular, you know, human bodies. So, like, they can still eat and sleep. Well, that would be a jazz. great reason for vampires to need to drink blood. Exactly. Because they need blood to do blood things. To do blood? Yes. <laughs> right? Like, they don't make their own blood because they're dead or something? I don't know. Sure. Uh, sure. That is just the right level of invention <laughs> that I'm in it. Yeah, right? duh, they're dead. They can't make blood, so they got to get blood a different way. Yeah. A doy. Oh, the blood turns into venom, and then there's no organs, and everything's hard, but also there's venom everywhere. No, Stephanie. Doesn't make sense. Um, I don't know if this is a good segue or not, but in this chapter, we do get some very light explanation of some physicality. A little bit, a little little tiny bit. Very light, very light. Um, But it does contribute to our ongoing discussion about whether or not you can take chunks out of vampires. Yes. It does contribute to it that really discourse. Uh, whose turn is it to recap? Um, Olivia, is it your turn or did you go last week? That sounds I fair. Went last I week. bet it's me. Yeah, okay. I think, I think it's Olivia. Chapter 13, Newborn. The short version is Jasper tells his backstory. <laughs> 10 out of 10. The long <laughs> version is... Okay, he pretty much, uh, he jumps right in. You know, uh, catch up. Bella just noticed his scar. Well, he showed Bella his scars. And so she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And he goes all the way back to the beginning. Carlisle and Emmett start watching TV. Okay. So he's like, listen, stuff is different in other places. Not everybody is like us. If every human... This might be surprising to you. (laughs) You might not know this, but things are different elsewhere. Uh, If you imagine all of the humans... There are a lot in some places and less other places, and the vampires want to be where the blood is. So the vampires go to the blood. And in the south, it's still like that. They're fighting and warring, and it's been that way, and it's still that way. And there has been battling over, basically over territory. Like, if you're the only vampire in a place, then you can eat as many humans as you want without them them noticing you, which only matters because then the Volturi will come and fuck you up. Because we don't care what humans think, but we don't want the Volturi to kill you. They're cows. And then one person was like, I could do this better than all of you if I created a bunch of newborn vampires all at once to be my soldiers because they are kind of dumb, but they're very strong and bloodthirsty. So if I get them to fight before they kill all of each other, then I can beat you. So then there's like this whole wave of newborn vampire armies 
that's all concentrated in the south of the United States and in Mexico. And then he's like, and then, uh, so that, then I was there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was from Houston, Texas. I was almost 17 years old, joined the Confederate Army. Um, I didn't really like it, but I was charismatic and people liked me and I was like famous and a young major and it was great. Um, And then I saw these three beautiful, angelic, incredible women. And I was like, well, I have to go save them because that's how I was raised. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know, you do it. I think I'll kill him if I do it. Like, should you do it? Should I do it? They say all this confusing stuff. And he's like, well, they're women. So I'm not going to fuck them up. I'm just going (laughs) to ask how they are. Uh, And then they murder him. And he glosses over it for Bella's sake. So we don't really know the details. But he gets turned into a vampire. Uh, One of them is Maria of Maria fame, (laughs) of Jasper (laughs) backstory fame. And then there's two others who end up turning on them. So Maria is the one in charge. Jasper becomes part of the newborn army, but he's so charismatic with his whole like feelings thing that he can actually control the newborn army. And they're like the best that ever was. So they like fight a bunch of wars and they win a bunch of wars, whatever. Maria's great. But Jasper is unhappy. And... Uh, Do you want to know why? Because no one ever really wins in a war. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's special. And every time that he kills a human, it makes him sad. And (laughs) then he makes a friend named Peter. (laughs) Peter manages to leave uh, with his girlfriend, Charlotte. And then they come back and they're like, hey, did you know that you don't have to live like this? Like, this is not... You, People you do could, things you could differently go, in other things places. Things are different in other places. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he's like, oh, that sounds better. So then he just leaves. That's He, he just decides to leave, so he leaves. And then uh, Alice finds him and is all mysterious and cute. And then they find the Cullens. And Alice is mysterious and cute some more. Um, and then they're like, so what you're saying is that there's a newborn vampire army being created in Seattle. And there are some reasons why, like, maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense, but, like, it's maybe the only thing that makes sense. And then they argue about, like, why someone would be doing that and if they could fight them. Oh, and then they call, they call Tanya. They call the Denali coven who declined to help them. Because uh, Irina was in love with Laurent. Totally forgot all like, of this. Like, whatever. Guys. Okay, fine. Um, and then Bella is like, oh my god, one of you might <gasps> die. <laughs> the end. Um, nine out of ten. That was great. Wow. I give you a seven. It, it, was, a a long. it was, yeah. was a little long-winded. It was a little long. That's fair. <laughs> um. So I just given my amazing segue from earlier um right (laughs) off the bat on the first page jasper specifically says um that their venom is the only thing that can leave a scar yeah hence all of his scars and why you know his body hasn't healed to back to perfection is apparently because of the venom so this leads me to believe that you can take chunks out of vampires and they're just just scar whoosh, over. They, yeah, yeah just right back just on. Just right back. <laughs> no scar left unless no it scar. was made by Venom. Oh, I was thinking, like, if you took a bite out to right. take a chunk oh. out, and mm-hmm. then you 
take the chunk away mm-hmm. it would just scar i was thinking yes. specifically like what if you just like ripped their you know like their like a lizard's tail you just ripped their arm off <laughs> well from this line i was like so i guess you can't make a three-armed vampire because their body would probably be like this is someone else's venom i reject it Ooh, i bet you're right mm-hmm. good point that's a good point which good i learning. find disappointing <laughs> so disappointing. i will i love that both of us though i was like it. i read this and i was like so you can take chunks out of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but i mean i appreciated this chapter in in jasper's the way he sort of set up for bella like you know we are civilized quote unquote and you know we live a certain way but it's definitely not like this in other places you know people do things differently in other places thank you olivia so Um. that line really stood out to me so i want to back up a little bit before that um first jasper says like yeah i'm so i'm basically just so grateful for the voltori because it's so bad in the south and it would be even worse if the voltori weren't there and bella's like ew, he, like, likes them? That's weird, but whatever. And then he says, the North is, by comparison, very civilized. The word civilized Civilized. Mm -hmm. is so loaded. Yeah. And in, like, racism and white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting in this case that he is saying the North is the civilized side. Um... But right, considering he has been brought up in the Confederacy, one would assume that you would think the mm. opposite. Yeah, That's just true. like, like it's a very loaded word, and as we know, Stephanie has written in a lot of like white supremacist ideas in these books. Um, so I wanted, and it's not just contrast. I noted that it's not just contrasted to the South. Like she refers to the South, but she includes. Actually, it says right here, the bottom half of North America. Like, there's a lot of references to Mexico also, which makes it a lot more loaded than just comparing, like, the north of the U.S. to the south of the U.S. Right, right. I mean, so, essentially, Jasper, he doesn't really get into his, you know, human confederacy shit too much besides saying that, you know, he enlisted in the army young and and rose I got to talk about it. Yeah, I, almost yeah. not at all. He says he says almost nothing. But right, he doesn't really ever say anything about you know I don't know the war itself and no. reasons for fighting and no. why he joined, etc. No. I think reading between the lines, there is so much here. So I'm gonna read it. He says. When I was human, I lived in Houston, Texas. I was almost 17 years old when I joined the Confederate Army in 1861. That is the first year of the Civil War, so he Mm. did not wait. As Mm -hmm. soon as the war started, he was like, sign me the Mm -hmm. fuck up. Good point. I lied to the recruiters and told them I was 20. I was tall enough to get away with it. Right. So, like... That's true. He lied to join right away. Right. Right. And he doesn't say that much so it's just like we are only we left only to have that information that yeah. you believed in the cause right and wanted to like sign up and fight it's true my when i first read that my 
you know, initial instinct was to be like, oh, you know, boys always want to, you know, join up for war. Like Edward. Like Edward talks themselves. about right. World War One the but same way. That is, but Jasper doesn't give any indication that that's how he feels. Right. Um, and so he says oh, the like Confederate that- army was new and scrambling to organize itself, so that provided opportunities as well because he's like promoted really quickly. Right. So it's like this war over like human rights and like slavery you're like this is very personally beneficial for me right Sicko. i i okay so i wanna i wanna approach this thought that i had obviously feel free to refute me but um i definitely was spending a lot of time thinking on you know like how we are products of the environment that we're raised in and how it did seem like by the end of the chapter, you know, you're meant to think that because of his special ability with Felix, you know, that he doesn't like killing, and he doesn't like war, and so he wants a different way of life. And I mean, he doesn't ever specifically say that, you know, killing is is wrong, or like that, he doesn't denounce anything ever. Um, But you're kind of like, Oh, are you like growing with the times? Are you learning more as you have more experiences? Or, you know, like there's, I just wanted more, more background information because, you know, I, my initial, whenever, whenever I, you know, hear about these things, my brain always wants to give them a pass and be like, okay, well, we're all raised racist. And, you know, it is our personal duty to become unracist. Um, Here's the thing, he didn't d- demonstrate that, right? You know, like right. it would totally be one thing if this was a commentary on how we are, you know, raised a certain yeah. way. Yeah. And then he was like, and also due to my power, I realized, you know, how messed up it was that right. I was like fighting on the side of the confederacy because like there's space yeah. she could have done that right. she doesn't she but doesn't i know never... any commentary to that i know what you mean melissa and i think like it's not like it's not like you can't write this without jasper being a confederate soldier you right. know like i think sometimes i mean like yeah, obviously a great option is setting him somewhere else <laughs> but you know once like, you make this choice like i see what you mean melissa about like if you set him in this place at this time, statistically, it makes a lot of sense to make him be a Confederate soldier. You know what I mean? But then, like, I hate the opposite, which is historical novels where the character just, like, inexplicably has modern morals for no reason. Right. And they're just, like, totally out of time. Right. But, like Maya said, it doesn't engage with any of it at all. It just glosses right. over. Like, it doesn't engage with why he became a soldier. It doesn't engage with his feelings about the Confederacy. It doesn't engage. Like, the only level it engages on, like, his his feelings about war and killing are, like, both deeply personal and, like, very general. Like, he decides that as a person who can feel feelings, it is too unpleasant to kill people. And so he doesn't like war. Right. Because as he's killing them, they feel the fear, and so he feels the fear. Which also is like, you're a terrible killer if you can't do it so fast that they don't know (laughs) that you're coming. But, and so I felt like 
a big miss for me is mm-hmm. that the vampire stuff is not at all intertwined with the human civil right. war. It's right. it's presented as like a totally separate situation. One like Maria's just looking for soldiers because of their skills. And so completely separate from all of that, also there's vampire wars about territory. And I think that's a miss of like the times and like why wouldn't these things intersect and what stake right. would the vampires have? You know, if anything, in... you would think that like, you know, war battlegrounds ripe for, I Seems don't know. Seems great. Yeah, just go out there and drain all the buffet. dead people. You know, like the, if anything, you'd think there'd be at least some connection. Be good times. Like, Hey, it's really easy to kill people right now because right. they're all killing themselves. Each other, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you don't notice people are missing. Right. There's, there's a war. But I was I mean, sick it just sidesteps all of that. I mean, like, she lit- she tries, like, to very lightly kind of allude to the fact that, um, that his, like, reasoning for being sad and depressed is because of his you know, vampire ability, which is literally right. just empathy, by the way. <laughs> she's just describing empathy, and he's like, his special ability. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to stop. Uh, like, specifically, there was this one part where it says, Maria was mystified by my ever-deteriorating frame of mind. She never felt a moment's depression, and I wondered why I was different. And I'm like, because you're literally just like, feeling what other people are feeling you psycho like <laughs> but like that's as far as we go that that there's there that's where it stops it's like right. jasper's depressed because he feels empathy and you're like okay we're not gonna we're not gonna go any deeper with that right. and how like you know how he's previously contributed to these things that are making him depressed how that might you know intertwine with human experiences in the air etc no he's just like he's like i'm sad i really get stephanie meyer in my opinion in this chapter dropping the ball because there are so many opportunities where she could have drawn more interesting connections where she could have been less obviously fucking racist for instance i know exactly what you're gonna say Uh, yeah well, there are two really bad ones, but I think we're both talking about 293, um, yep. <laughs> where he's describing oh, yeah. Maria. Fuck. Even the little black-haired girl, whose features were clearly Mexican, was porcelain in the moonlight. Like she when you has become a previously, previously established that vampirization makes you, quote-unquote, perfect. Perfect. And, and so perfect. apparently being perfect means He's you're white. White. Like your features can still be Mexican, yeah, but apparently your skin her features didn't will change. be white as white. Snow. Offensive. Ooh. Um and the next one where I was like, Jasper, I don't care if you're a killing machine, I am throwing hands. <laughs> talking about how like Something about these three women kind of puts him on edge, but he says, I had not been taught to fear women, but to protect them. What about black women, Jasper? Were you taught to protect black women? Black women are women. What were you taught about them? Go to hell. Don't talk to me. You are soulless because like he's telling this in the present. 
he could right. say As an what I was taught was to protect right. beautiful like, white women like this because she did, like, the, set those her were the customs like, of my time. The easiest right. way to deal with a character like this. You know, like if you're telling his story in present tense, it's harder to like do all the present tense and then like figure out a way to have him grow. But like you have to read all the shitty, like the part where he's a shitty person also. But like he is literally editorializing from the from the now and from could put now. in any of this commentary right. None of from his, like, the now that we wanted right like you could easily be like oh this is what i thought at the time and god yeah i was a shitty ass person but you know <laughs> what were you gonna what, what was i gonna do at the time i've learned i've gotten better but literally there's nothing None there's it. nothing it just like speaks to like stephanie meyer's perspective so much because anyone who is more aware of these things would read this in manuscript form and be like, hmm, I have a note. But it's like nobody, and definitely not Stephanie, mm-hmm. like, hey, so you set this during the Civil War. Do you want to think about that? <laughs> Let's dig in. Do you want to think about what it means when he says he's been taught to protect women? Just wondering. I honestly feel like I I really hate backstory chapters like I don't like people monologuing I think it's awkward like the instinct is to make it like more narrative but then you have like him like quoting dialogue dialogue right which is always awkward and like not doesn't read well and like people just don't tell stories like this but then it's long and boring like but you're I'd still just, reading like, it just yeah. like chop it down chop it down i just i oh i hate it i mean and we like there's it always comes all at once too like we already have rosalie doing the same thing a few chapters ago and then we got this right and then what we... i did like from this was the dialogue between maria Nettie, and the other one um because, like, they're, like, cool and intriguing and right. mysterious. Right. Yeah, um, if you like that, you should read Vampires Never Get Old, the short story anthology that came out a couple years ago. Because it has, like, good. that. It's got, like, yeah, a bunch of that. It's got a lot of that stuff. <laughs> um, I really like the line, you'd better do it, Maria, the taller blonde spoke again. If he's important to you, I kill them twice as often as I keep them. I was like, That's a good line. if That's a good I line. were, like, a human and someone was like, oh, you should do the... The mysterious the, thing. Right. I kill them too often. I mean, there there are some other things that I also just thought were stupid, you know, like as he's <laughs> describing the things that are happening. Um, one is that like uh, in the South, it's a different world. They spend the day plotting their next move or anticipating their enemies. They only come out at night. I was like, talking about they're able to come out in the day but all of them they just come out at night this is where that comes from it's just because they choose to only come out at nighttime and so at daytime i was like that's stupid (laughs) um and there's this other part where like you know because of all of the uh young vampire armies you know humans did notice that like there's 
a large body count and they were like when the body count reached epidemic proportions in fact your histories blame a disease for the population slump and i was like what disease yeah, how what how disease did they do that could... like the the people famous disappear They're... undead bodies disease like what are you talking about? <laughs> i was like no you can't you have to explain And it's like, that's the way things were. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. It's true. <sighs> Jasper is telling us that since he's like so good at this, Maria <laughs> like really likes him. Mm-hmm. And so they like do a lot of fighting. It's not really that interesting to even recap. But success makes Maria greedy, so soon she's extending her territory. It's not, like, just this city anymore, this region. She extends her control to cover most of Texas and northern Mexico. At that point, it really is just for the sake of it, because you've got plenty of humans. Right. I know, I was trying to, like, decide if this made sense, and then I was like, well, but then I was like, "Mm, humans fight wars over dumb shit, like quote-unquote territory I mean, and like if you told me that as an alien it wouldn't make a lot of sense but well, that, it, he does kind of mention that maria essentially just becomes power hungry because like the war to get the city that she wanted was so easy for them right. she was like yeah. fuck well we might I as well just keep take, going i have nothing else to do with my time <laughs> right i mean truly though at this point what else are they doing in the south apparently nothing so then they have to, like, kill a bunch of newborns because they're getting too old. And he and his new friend Peter have to do it. <laughs> Peter. And Peter also, he found he finds this too distasteful. He was He's so inherently civilized for no fucking reason. That because he, lo- he, he loves one like of it. the people that they're supposed to kill. Well, Charlotte. yeah, and then eventually they get to Charlotte. And he's like, well, I can't kill right. her. Charlotte so they, is- a vampire that they're supposed to kill because she's now she's now older than one year old which is like the cutoff for being super strong right which is totally how being strong and then getting weaker over time works there and there was (laughs) they do say at this um in this chapter that like a newborn vampire you know is so incredibly strong that they could like easily crush like a much 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 older vampire which I do think is, like, interesting information to have. Right. Yeah, I think you do it, get some, like, mechanics. I think it makes, like, enough sense for me. Because it's yeah. somewhere else, not in this chapter, they say, like, over your first year, your body is still using up, like, a lot of your, oh, like, oh, yes. your human own shit. blood. Right. right. I forgot about that. It's good And detail. that's why you're so strong. Right. But it's, like, if you're over a year old then you're not in service to the army anymore. Instead, you're just, like, a competitor also eating humans that also can't help us in a fight. So, gotta die. Gotta go. So, gotta get rid of them. So, Jasper lets them leave, and then five years later... Yeah, Peter is like, run! And he goes, too, and Jasper is just like, okay. bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, he's getting right. He's like... Mm, I'm sad, and I'm probably going to have to kill Maria. So that sucks, but I guess that's what I'm going to do. And then Peter comes back, and he's like, what if not? What if you just left instead? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, okay. And then he leaves, which I found 
that's the time. very anticlimactic. I find it. I find it way too easy. Yeah. Like you're telling me no Maria watched Maria him just walk let away. You go? Nah. Mm. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I don't I believe that. that. Mm. Um, and Jasper does have this point that I appreciated thinking about, which is that, you know, as he's becoming depressed because of all the killing that he's doing, um, you know, he says that, you know, because he could feel everything his prey was feeling. Um, I lived their emotions as I killed them. And he says, you've experienced a way I can manipulate the emotions around myself, Bella, but I wonder if you realize how the feelings in room affect me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, I can only imagine, like, if, you know, Jasper is in, like, a very crowded room and just is getting <sighs> inundated with so all the feelings. Like, I like myself, right, like, yeah, if God, I didn't no have doesn't like being in high school. a therapist... I would very easily take on all those emotions as my own. Hopefully he'd be able to block that. I guess Edward has like, no and he blocking does say, ability either. He says that, you know, in these, like, vampire wars, everyone is angry. Everyone wants revenge. And so, like, that was, like, the primary emotion. And he and he does, like, say, like, one line of, like, so I was angry. You know, right. it's just, like, you know, their emotions are my emotions or their emotions. Um, which, which, like, makes sense. Again, it's, like... It makes sense, but it's like she only engages on it with right. it on this like, on a very one, surface, very narrow level. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It made me wish that Jasper had learned more from Edward because Edward, as we know, deals a lot with like self-loathing, mm-hmm. um, right. and he hates himself. What Jasper says is, "I live every day in a climate of emotion. For the first century of my life, I lived in a world of bloodthirsty vengeance. Hate was my constant companion." Well, Jasper. Maybe you could see this as penance for the fact that you were fucking Confederate soldier. Holler. Like, you bred on purpose for purposeful gain a climate of hate. So, yeah, you should feel bad. (laughs) Right. Like, you did that for a century. You got at least a century of, you know, feeling guilty, bro. Like, that's that's (laughs) bare minimum. Yeah, like, I feel like, oh, you were a Confederate soldier for a year? Yeah, like a a century in a world of bloodthirsty vengeance does feel fair to me. <laughs> One year of you being a Confederate and then a hundred years of penance. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's learn from Edward. Feel bad. <laughs> How rude. Truly, though. Be like, maybe and, I deserved this. And it is super interesting because, like, of the two of them, they should be very easily, like, you know, of understanding of what the other person is yeah, feeling. It's weird just that anyway. they don't get along better. They're right, because so Edward similar. can read his mind, Jesper can read his emotions. Right. And yet in the last chapter we had an explanation of How Jasper's was... the brother that Edward rarely thinks yeah. about. Yeah, it doesn't talk to him, <laughs> doesn't care about. And I'm like, y'all have very similar I know they do experiences now, apparently, with guilt and you also experience, you know, people's emotions and people's thoughts right so like they should be besties you're right why why the fuck don't talk about it similar and so they see themselves (laughs) in each other they're like fair fair. edward is self-loathing like in me (laughs) right he's like i don't need another me to be around (laughs) he's like i don't even need me around then 
Stephanie really turns around the tone. Because right. then we meet Alice. She's <laughs> like, now it's a rom-com. Right. Like, <laughs> the whole point of this backstory was to give Bella information about what is happening in Seattle. And not, and then we're just like, okay, but... It didn't fit anywhere else, okay? We're going like, we to put it in We had to figure out how, how Jasper got all the way to the Cullens, which involves right. meeting Alice. She's sitting at a stool at a counter, and then he walks in, and... She says, you've kept me waiting a long time, which is such a line because that's not how her visions work at all. Right. <laughs> She's the one who could have done something about when they met. Right. But oh. whatever, it's cute. But it's, it's cute. so it's so Alice to like craft her, her know, intro. Right. right? <laughs> She's like, we're go- this is going to be our memory forever. Right. This is our meet cute. Gotta pick the right one. You gotta make it good. Uh, yeah. And then they kind of fly through, like, and then they met the Collins, and Alice is the only reason I'm happy. guess what? And then Alice is like, an army. Why didn't you tell me? Right, and I was like, what do you mean you didn't? I was like, how do you, you know everything, Alice? And I was like, oh, wait, they're talking about the present now. Okay, okay, I'm kind of. Yeah. Right, and so then we finally get to, okay, how does this all pertain to what is right. actually going on in and the book? Yet, so then they're like, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. Why would there be an army in Seattle? And then... Somebody is like, I don't know, like a page late. Oh, yeah. Edward Edward. is like, does it occur to anyone else that the only possible threat in the area that would call for the creation of an army is dot, 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 us? (laughs) No shit, this is about you. (laughs) Of course, this is about you. What else would this be about? They went to Bella's house. Right? I was like, y'all are, I was like. Dummy. Use your goddamn brains, okay? (laughs) Make these connections please that like you and we learn they're the largest coven besides the volturi maybe we already knew that but like it's you know it's we laid knew out they like, were of large course people find you threatening of course even it, outside of the whole bella situation and they're like which is a fucking situation and and jasper's just like it makes no sense for them to be in seattle like what there's no territory here what the fuck and then you're like you idiots you guys <laughs> and the cullens love to be like but us we're not a threat and i know in the moment there's another threat they're like we're gonna call in our friends go and make get all the bigger guns. Guns. we're gonna, we're gonna all go of fight our cars them. and <laughs> call up our friends and we're gonna take them down like y'all are freaking we have muggers. we <laughs> have the largest vampire around we have the most experienced warmonging scarred vampire <laughs> around we what have this making two, omniscient we have two omniscient vampires we're not threatening at all <laughs> What is this making me think of? This is going to drive me crazy. There's some piece of media where somebody thinks that they're like down and out and like downtrodden. And so they're, they think that they're like speaking for the people. And when they're being mean, it's like fair. And then everyone like turns on them and they're like, but why? And everyone's like, because you're super fucking mean. What right. it, it's okay. so vague but listeners there's so many of you what does that make <laughs> you think of please write in i beg you i need to know <laughs> is um, it a cartoon oh and then right in yeah right in um and so then carlisle is like okay so there's a vampire army and jasper's like 
so we need more people ideally you know like and they're a, like we, have, we might have to do something about this because we don't want the volturi to get here so like we don't understand why the volturi haven't already dealt with this but if they're not they going to deal with it maybe we need to deal i forgot with about it. this they do have a discussion they're like what if this is the volturi um yeah. right. which was very interesting essentially they were like yo edward and alice are very talented and you know the Volturi really want them them. and you know it's definitely not ideal that there's this whole separate coven Mm -hmm. that is operating you know outside of the Volturi you know like there's some some weird feelings there and so they're like what if they are acting through some southern vampire to start an army to come at us and that's why they haven't come yet like this is the volturi don't want to stop the situation in seattle because they asked for it to happen right so that this army could come destabilize our family and arrow could come pick up the pieces edward and alice and and use them for himself right and carlisle's like nah they wouldn't yeah carlisle and jasper are both like no that goes against everything the volturi stand for and i was like what the fuck do the volturi stand they just love rules they just (laughs) i mean the only rule that they actually care about is not being exposed which as edward says like they could clean this up i mean they could figure it out it says they are too committed to their mission and i was like what fucking mission what mission secrecy Secrecy. that's their only mission (laughs) Power and secrecy is their only mission. Not a mission. And then they call the Denali Coven for backup. And we learn that Irina was more involved with our friend Laurent than we knew. And she has a grudge against the wolves. So she would come if they are allowed to kill all the wolves. (laughs) And Bella's like, oh, fuck no. And they're like, yeah, 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 we know. Everybody's just oh, we gotta kill someone. Can't 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 we all just get along? <laughs> Please. Um, I did have trouble remembering. So Laurent was in New Moon, right? That was New Moon that that happened. Yes, that happens in New Moon. Right. Bella where references Laurent, the time when he came. Right. So Laurent finds Bella in field says that he's been sent by victoria which bella remembers here yeah um and then she sees the wolves for the first time and they kill Laurent. right right right. and so i don't know i feel like the mention like they literally mention here that Laurent was sent by victoria and bella says Laurent had been her first maneuver and i was like okay so like take the next step here there's another maneuver. That's there's a, there's the a second maneuver. <laughs> and that is why could there maybe possibly be this also vampire army in Seattle? Right. I was just like, come on. <laughs> um and I was trying to think I was trying to think if I hadn't already read this book, would I make the connection to Victoria? And I think I would have i mean I she explicitly says that victoria's trying to kill her so like right. i'm just assuming this whole time that anything mysterious is victoria it's victoria like, like a couple chapters ago i was really confused when they like put together that maybe it was victoria i was like wait right, we didn't like, already that... think that right didn't we already have a fear just generally of victoria, of victoria? well they no? hand wave that away because edward's like oh it doesn't smell like her so they're right. like well okay yeah 
You know, but it could be the Volturi sending someone. That makes more sense more than sense. Victoria doing it. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Victoria, who is closer. Right. The mental Olympics here is wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and essentially, though, without the Denali clan helping them, Jasper is like, uh, you know, we are strong in the big coven, but, like, we will suffer losses right. in, you know, this fight. And Bella's like, oh, suffer no. losses? Like, one of us would die? And then the chapter ends. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I were the Cullens, I would go in the dead of night, take Jasper, and just, like, scope it out. You know, do some reconnaissance. See yeah. how many there are. See who their leader On is. On the drive there, Alice can be like, yep, none of us are going to oh, die. Wait, that's something else I want to talk about. They talk about Alice essentially not knowing anything. It makes no very- sense. She's like, it's all flickering. Oh, I guess it made a little bit of sense. Right. She's like, well, it's all flickering. So maybe it's somebody who knows that's part of why they think it's the Volturi. right like, they say she's so like well say, it must be somebody who knows that i will see if they decide so they're deliberately yeah, not deciding right but like i was like come on so essentially you know alice says she can't get a good view and jasper's like indecision and edward is like not indecision knowledge you know someone who knows that you can't see anything until a decision has been made and i was like okay so you're telling me that's I don't know, Victoria or whomever is actively not deciding to do anything you constantly. Know, you know what would be more convincing? I don't, I mean, the Cullens sometimes try to do that, and then the argument is that it doesn't work when they, like, decide to decide. Right. And then sometimes it doesn't work because they're not actually deciding the new thing. They're just deciding to decide it, and it's not real. But, like, this other per it would make more sense to me if this other, if it, like, changed daily like you know they would right. like you get a plan together and then suddenly it changed right like instead of saying that she sees nothing it flickers. like right. it happens you can't be constantly changing you be your constantly mind 24 7 right i don't know how well it holds up but i think they explain this later or possibly in brie tanner every single one of our listeners has read brie tanner and committed <laughs> Except to memory so they can write in and let us know <laughs> but i think it's like victoria is working through riley right and so like the army doesn't really know what they're doing because riley doesn't really know and I think Victoria, with her, like, special power for, like, self-preservation and evasiveness, like, naturally somehow, I don't really remember, but, like, naturally, right, like, isn't sure what she wants to do, and so the army doesn't have a decision. Right. I mean, <sighs> I guess it's just, like, so, I feel like in order for this to actually work, no one can have a plan at all, and that... But, like, even isn't... not having a plan is a fucking plan. Exactly. Like, if you decide to do nothing so That's that Alice won't see it, you've decided something, and <laughs> Alice would see some version of something. She wouldn't not see anything. Right. Not see anything, just because you've decided to not decide. Like, there are so many ways to describe this that might make sense. Like, she only sees one thing and it can't be right for some reason that they know like right or just decide to do something that 
you know like, it's wrong. Our future doesn't involve this army, but that seems like it can't be true, can it? I don't know. It's I was just, I read that and I was like, what the fuck? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> let's uh, do best and worst. Yeah, yeah, let's. I think I have two worsts lined right up. Um, Go ahead. Here's one in the middle of Jasper's long monologue. Major Jasper Whitlock, ma'am, I stammered, unable to be impolite to a female, even if she was a ghost. He's supposed to be saying this in the middle of a story to Bella standing in the kitchen. Like, just no, it's too deep. It's Mm-mm. too narrative-y. Nobody would ever say that out loud in a row. Never. My worst, I guess I'm going to pick because I find it very chilling. Um, Alice is like, okay, but like, who would be able to play with my visions like this? Edward's eyes were hard as ice. Aro knows you as well as you know yourself. Um, I think the idea of someone literally knowing you, mm. like, as intimately and deeply as you know yourself, the fact that Aro can hear every thought you have ever had that is, like, is very chilly. pretty true. Um, so that's my worst, because I don't like to think about it. <laughs> um, my worst is one that I just don't think makes a lot of sense and it is he stared out into the foggy morning with a pained and ambivalent expression good point and i was like i don't think you really know how to use the word ambivalent but that's so interesting because i picked almost the same passage for a different reason i was gonna read the sentence before that in that sentence which is he died this is carlisle by the way He dialed a number, held the phone to his ear, and laid the other hand against the glass. He's by the window. He stared out into the foggy morning with a pained and ambivalent expression. So in addition to pained and ambivalent not being compatible together, that is the most dramatic image. (laughs) You just know it's raining and storming outside. It's foggy. He calls on the phone. He puts his hand against the window. Right. And, you know, I don't know. Readers, ambivalent means that you have, like, two conflicting emotions. Like, you're both Good happy and, and sad. And, but, like, so, so to say that you're pained and ambivalent but you're just doesn't make any sense. How can you be ambivalent if you're pained? Right. Like, it would make more sense to be, like, he was pained and nostalgic in an ambivalent display of emotions or something like that, you know? Ooh, like, you ambivalent describes the dichotomy of, of the it. different emotions. It is not in itself an emotion. Anyway, so I was like, you didn't Great use that word right. That's my worst sentence. <laughs> I truly do not think I can pick a best because all I can think of is, like, more worse that we've already read <laughs> Oh about- yeah how just like offensive and disgusting i found right his backstory remember the last chapter when we all had two bests (laughs) it made up for it (laughs) it's perfectly balanced these two really this is some ambivalent chapters am i right (laughs) but only when you take them together We are ambivalent about these two chapters together as a pair. What I can say about this chapter is that I do think that there was good storytelling in some respects. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Because, like, I don't need to like something to think it's good storytelling. Right. So, like, there were some things that I thought were good, like that there are these, like, three women on the side of the road. I felt like that was a striking image. Blah, blah, blah. But overall, I was just taken out of the story because I was thinking about how shitty this was. Right. So I I think I do want to make the point that I don't necessarily think the chapter is shitty because Jasper is shitty. You know, like, we can have stories about shitty people, but then you can handle them in a certain way where you acknowledge the shittiness and then also show, like, some character growth. How, How are they working on it? How Edward was really bad for a lot of chapters, and now he's doing better. Right. But it's like, though... this was Jasper's past, so now he should be in right. the So in it's the not Right, it's not just that Jasper is a shitty human. It's just also that Stephanie Because really he's a dropped... vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's also a shitty vampire. I mean, he was a shitty human who became a shitty vampire. <laughs> You're right, you're right. Um, and, Stories but it's are always fact... present tense. <laughs> But it's it's the fact that, you know, he's he's really shitty and then Stephanie also really dropped the ball on So many you know, missed opportunities, just like very yeah, deeply on, a chapter of missed opportunities. You know, really working with this and, and making it even, you know, a, a a richer part of the story. You could take you could Jasper could be a really shitty person in the past and you know what? Fine, let's talk about it and acknowledge how shitty he is. Right? Like, like, even yeah, you're if you were shady. like, I really want him to be from that time period. I really want him to be Southern. Why not, like, Kentucky, which didn't <laughs> secede, but, you know, Southern Kentucky is the South. Oh, yeah. Like, some whatever. Right. The thing is yeah. with fiction is that you can literally do whatever the fuck you yeah. want. That's yeah, which means fiction. that this was a choice. Oh, my so God. Every time I work on nonfiction, I'm like, why would anyone choose to be constrained by facts? Right. <laughs> when you have a problem in a fictional novel, you just change, change it to it. whatever. Right. So uh, the reason that this chapter ultimately sucks is because Stephanie really ultimately sucks. <laughs> And that's that on that. Yeah. Uh, fans, Thanks for listening. Email us with questions, comments, whatever that thing that Maya really needs to know oh, yeah. comes from. Where and- everyone's like, no, you're the bad guy. You think you're the good guy, but you're not. Where, where is that? Let me Email know. us at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightphasepodcast. Thank you to our patrons, Melina, Bridget, Eric, Samantha, Karen, Ed, Aaron, Bailey, Laura, Andrea, Leamy, James, Melissa, Audrey, Chance, and King Scambit. You guys are the best. You can follow us at Twilight underscore Phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. Twilight we Universe, do not claim any part. And Jasper and all the other characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Olivia Valcarce, cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, bite me. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>